This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Black ball. Black, black, black ball. Black, 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 black ball. My name is James Steve Shorey, and this is Blackball. Friend of the show, Kareem Asad, has a Groundhog Day thing happening in her life, uh, as far as I can tell. And what I mean by that is I've seen her go to events, not really stake out a political position, but just document events, and then get accused by one side or the other at said event of carrying the water for whatever diametrically opposed group they are there to face off against. And it is kind of chilling. And interestingly, when I first um, met Karima on the Dean Blundell podcast, um, from what I recall, it's not like we butt heads, but we, we strenuously disagreed on something. And I, and I kind of walked away ignorantly, uh, thinking that, oh, she's really progressive. And more interestingly is that I feel like she is progressive. Um, I don't like to label anybody and I don't want to label her that either, but she is clearly a person who I think is sensible, um, uh, you know, and, and adheres to things that, that are principled. And I like that about her. And, uh, what I'd like to see uh, is more people sort of get that understanding about her. But I also want to hear critics of hers talk directly. So we have, um, we have, a critic of, of Krima today, and also, uh, of course, the woman herself. Her name is Krima Sad. And um, to be honest, Danny, I don't know your last name. Um, and I don't. And I guess do you do you want me to call you my homie Tutaro? Is that the um? Idea? You can call me Danny Taro. Taro is my real name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to have you both on because, and I'm sorry, uh, the video is 30 minutes. I, I was going to clip it, but um, but I didn't. But Krima. And I actually don't have any assets. It's been a crazy day, guys, and um, I don't. It didn't load any assets. But I thought it was better that we talk, anyways, because maybe that's really better than trying to describe something retroactively. Karima, you went to um, Peterborough recently, and um, can you describe, first of all, so I don't mangle it, uh, why you were there and what was happening um, in Peterborough at that time? Sure. Um, so this past Saturday in Peterborough, there was a drag story time at the public library, which attracted the attention of protesters, both out of town protesters in the form of King Nico and Crystal Peters, who are freedom adjacent people who have kind of transitioned to this as a new subject, this being protesting drag child-friendly events. Um, there was also a local 
church that and, and some political figures um, also in opposition. Together, they comprised maybe 20 or so people. Um, and then the, the event also attracted um, counter protesters. Again, some of these were out of town recurring characters who show up to face against King Nico and gang, um, and others were local community members. And for the past two years, I've been documenting um, polarizing events, political events. Um, I just, I go out and record and document my perspective. And that's what I did uh, in Peterborough. Okay. Um, and then I saw a video um, uh, by yourself, Danny, and yeah. Uh, I get, and, and then, you know, we don't have to go over like a tooth and nail about the video, but it seemed to me that you were being um, quite uh, critical of, of what Karima was doing there. And again, rather than retroactively try to apply a context to a video, tell me what your um, overall critique was and, and how you came to that conclusion. Yeah, I mean, I've, all, I've been following Karima for a long time. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm just getting used to the screen changing around, uh, you know, I've been following Karima for a long time, like a lot of people. And, you know, it started off, I was a fan of, of uh, your work. And, uh, you know, I really appreciated the coverage you did here locally for Peter Burgers. And, you know, you did a great job. I, we even covered on my stream, uh, you know, the event that you were denied access to. And I think thought you you did a great job with the convoy as well, you know, but there seemed to be kind of like a turn. And I think it was really around the time when you became, it became publicly known that you were the defense lawyer for um, one of the white supremacist convoy Diagolon founders, right? And I, that I think is a time when not just myself, but a lot of people who were once like fans of yours started becoming maybe like a little bit skeptical of like what your motives behind being a content creator or a video taker or a journalist or I don't know what 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 you exactly how you define yourself or even just like as an ally and an activist right so um I guess that kind of has drawn out into this thing where online when you say hey you know I don't really like that Karima is doing this specific thing and a lot of your supporters uh, will, will pile on that person. And, you know, I, I've undergone it. You've got me blocked on Twitter, which is, which is fine. And, you know, you know, we should all be curating our own social media sites, but uh, then it kind of comes out in these real life situations. Like it did at the Peterborough public library, where some of the organizers, some of the activists, some of the allies are, are, you know, potentially like they are essentially I think they don't trust you right so um I I I woke up Monday morning to cover the event the Peterborough Public Library and drag story time on on my stream and when I when I search for all that stuff um if I search the hashtag Peterborough at that exact moment you know a lot of the information I get is like Karima and and your posts and people talking about you. And I really just want to refocus my, uh, the narrative because we, as, as like content creators, right? The things, the important things that we talk about, they shouldn't really necessarily be centering us in, in the story. 
And it feels like maybe the style of content that you're doing, uh, you, uh, you have a tendency and you, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong to, to center, to center yourself. And I feel as though it kind of just takes away from the importance of the issue and the important issue that we were there for on uh, Saturday was to support drag story time. So, okay. Karima, that's a, there's a lot that you said there, the Tom pack, but go ahead, Karima. I mean, I think that a lot of that is just, first of all, there are inaccuracies, um, but I, I don't really get what the problem is. Danny, we are not the same. You and I are not the same. So you do your content in your way, and I do my content in my way, which provides a pretty unique perspective and lens on things because my voice is not one that is frequently represented anywhere. So there is inherent value to the work that I do. And in addition to that, I wear many hats and I could hear you kind of struggling to put me in a silo. And I think that that's the biggest problem my critics have, which is they don't know how to deal with what it is that I do, even though all I'm doing is presenting information for people to look at and critically assess and discuss. And I don't know why that is perceived as threatening or frightening, but I disagree adamantly that people can self-deputize to restrict access to public spaces based on what? Allegations, baseless allegations, anonymous allegations, Right? Where's the due process in any of that? And my actual behavior on the ground is all documented. Uh, people accuse me sometimes of clipping footage. Yes, obviously, I don't present a live stream 24-7 of my life. I clip what I find interesting. So there is an element of editorializing to what I do. That's the case for anyone putting information out on social media. We're all putting and choosing our, our highlight reels or however we want to portray ourselves, our personas. But there's nothing that is inaccurate in, in what I say. And there's no evidence, there's no documented evidence of any of these serious allegations, even though people plot and plan in advance, apparently, how to make sure I'm recorded the entire time I'm there, how to prevent me from talking to people. So there's active sabotage, which is weird. It stifles discussion and it's unwarranted. So you've described your own trajectory and your change of heart, which occurred around the time you didn't understand my motivations for something, which is your prerogative. But again, I wear many hats and I don't know what your credentials are, but my credentials are being clear. That's what I do first and foremost. And the rest of it is a hobby but I'm committed to educating people and showing them the world as I see it. And I don't understand why that's a problem. Um, Danny, before, before yeah. you, you respond, um, I just want to like throw something out there. Why does there appear to be embedded in your comments to Karima an expectation of advocacy or to stake out a political position on these issues? You sort of did it with... Um, you, you said something like uh, we were there to support 
um, drag story time. So I'm wondering if, if, if there's like embedded in that an expectation that Karima should be there for the same reason. And then the other thing that I wanted to ask you, because it kind of overlaps on that, is why does her um, being part of the legal team for Jeremy McKenzie, um, why does that also land in your expectation of, of what she should represent politically? Why is she obligated to do that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, now I got to respond to to both things here. So, um, just to just to say, like you know, like Kareem, I'm not saying that your work is not valuable. And as I said, you know, there, I once found value in your work, and I hope to find value in your work again. But I think myself and a lot of people who uh, who consume your content, whether they're fans or or critics, um, they they have come to believe that your the the work that you do is actually doing harm right and and that is their criticism is that it's 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 also harming the people who are there on the ground and and part of being an How? activist right wait wait wait, wait hold on i i, I yeah. just have to stop you right there okay um, you you need to tell me what um ex specific examples of the harm that's been caused because i don't accept sort of that tagline aspect where we're just supposed to accept that harm was done give me give okay me like i mean i don't examples. mean like harm i don't like i don't mean like people are like bleeding out on the street i just mean like it's potentially something that is like harming the social movement that okay. is now hold well, on hold on hold on you, you went from you know, harm several, to potentially harming the social movement how okay and so what do you mean by again social these movement? are other people launching these things you know i don't follow this story as closely as a lot of people i covered it on my stream you know and and i i am of i agree i don't think it's potential i think there is harm being done to like the social movement that uh karima was once a a champion of because you really hopped on that i'm on the front lines i'm covering these white supremacists i'm an anti-fascist i don't know if you called yourself an anti-fascist you know not to not to label you that's that's up to you but when you put yourself on the front lines and then you kind of like switch switch sides a lot of people and you know this is just seems like human nature right because it's like oh wow we trusted this person and now that trust is brought into doubt and where we are questioning whether this person is a good representative of our move our movement and my 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 history i'm not a lawyer or anything right but i've i'm a i'm a hip-hop artist i've done a lot of art as activism and i have done a lot of uh activism itself working working with different activist groups you know and part of working with being an activist is building trust with the communities that you are uh, are that you are defending and and uh, the causes that you are trying to be the champion of. So I feel like for Karima, like you have in a way because you built your audience a certain way, and then you've you're you've switched the kind of like the type of audience that you want. You know, you have uh, you've made a lot of people upset in that process. You know, and it it just seems like a natural consequence of trying to do a bit of the both both sides. Thing. It's like you can't you can't keep anyone everyone happy. You can't say, "Hey, I'm covering white supremacists and I'm on the front lines of anti-fascism," and you can't turn around and say, oh, "And I'm also the defense lawyer of the founder of one of the most dangerous white supremacist groups in Canada," right? Without, without you can do that, but you can't do okay. that without making a lot of people angry, right? Uh, we're, that we're, just kind of makes sense. Um, Karima, I want you to answer that really quickly, though, uh, Danny. 
the whole thing about the expectation yeah. that Karima has to be an advocate for whatever you believe in seems to be at the root of your argument. Like, like you no, no, no. I'm saying that Karima, she branded you, branded yourself a certain way, and then the reason why so many people are maybe upset with you is because you went under, you underwent a bit of a rebrand that Karima, all kind of began. You had a certain as, perception. As yeah, it ahead. sounds like you had a certain perception of me and who I am and then projected yeah. expectations onto that without knowing me, without knowing anything about me apart from what I choose to show. And then are, are upset where these arbitrary expectations are not met even though I'm actually entirely consistent with the values that I have expressed as being important to myself and upholding those. So I, 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 you don't have to like me. That's okay. But I, I, it doesn't really matter. Um, I just find it very confusing that there's this sense of entitlement to control and specifically limit my speech, my expression, my ability to associate, my ability to think, my ability to do my actual job. Uh, and I, I find that very bizarre and authoritarian. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to really tell you about your political identity. And I just, you, you're free to define that as yourself. I'm just trying to tell you that, like, it's how do you how do you say you're an anti-fascist and anti-white supremacy one day and you turn around and you become the defense lawyer for, okay. uh, you, you without, without making people, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not going to get I'm, into, well, hold on, hold on. Dan, 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 I'm not trying to label you. Defense. I'm not trying to label you. You're you free to label yourself. Well, I'm, hold on, I'm really Dan, not, I'm just, just trying wait, to explain wait, wait, to you. Wait, wait, this wait, is why people are angry. One second, one second. This is why people are upset. Danny, this is, this is the question that I wanted to ask is, is it's the question that you just, kind of answered um if you're a lawyer and your job is to practice the law i'm not i'm trying i'm not trying to speak for karima but i think we are of similar mind of this and i don't think she's comfortable talking about something so specific but if i just may speak generally th there is no expectation reasonable expectation um for a person who is a practicing attorney to adhere to a set of political beliefs um, there are defense attorneys that have to murderers and there are defense attorneys that have to represent people that may uh, be political opposites or whatever. It, it's not really something that a lot of lawyers really place their pile of values when they decide to take on a case. In fact, I think if I'm not mistaken, there's largely an adherence to the justice system itself, which removes that type of emotional need to have to represent someone of the same political ilk. And I, I, that is something that I find a, a lot of young people uh, nowadays that sort of subscribe to like the um, fringe on the left seem to believe um, is some sort of litmus test of whether or not they're an ally. And I, I would strongly advise that maybe you take a look at that through a different lens where um, it's not appropriate to apply some sort of motivation to a lawyer taking on a certain type of um, client. Uh, where where the there it happened to Marie Hanin, brilliant defense attorney, represented Gianco Meshi, and then people accused her of carrying water for wife beaters or whatever, and and it was just, it, it was ridiculous. It, it was it was a non-starter. Um, so anyway, so uh, but but maybe Karima, you can you can sort of clear the air if you even want to um, about about why being a lawyer it, it should not be subjected to political litmus tests. Yeah, so I'll repeat that I'm not going to discuss specific 
retainers. And there's a very broad duty of confidentiality that applies to lawyers for good reason. And that's that. Um, the, the fact is that I have a specific set of skills and expertise. And again, I'm, I'm clear about what values motivate me and what I seek to uphold. And I'm consistent in that. And that's not something I need to run by anyone for approval. I am responsible to the Law Society of Ontario and to the laws of Canada and to myself and my own moral compass. And that's the end of that story. Does that clear okay, things up yeah. a little, Danny? Well, I mean, I understand. And I would never say that like nobody is entitled to be to representation in in the court of law especially like as a leftist myself like i feel as though that would be actually a terrible situation and the state of canada would probably crack down on on us i mean not that they really have to because we're not we don't really hold that much power within this place right i would never say that i think you know that would be absurd i would never want to live in that society where people are not able to seek representation in the court of law but i think when you've you, you know, you're you're trying to separate your professional life from your your also your online life as well, right? And you know that is something that is a challenge. We're all kind of content creators here, right? It is a challenge to do. You don't want to really compromise, uh, you know, what's actually like paying the bills, but you want to like follow your passions as well, right? So I think it's just you you. It's really hard to separate, uh, Karima, this person documenting. Uh, the front lines of the convoy movement, the rise of white supremacy in the alt-right in Canada, and then uh, being the defense lawyer for like a known white supremacist, right? I'm not saying he's not entitled to having a defense lawyer. I'm just a bit shocked and was a bit shocked that it was, that it was you, you know? You know and what? If I, if I may, it's, what's weird about that is that I fucking admire that. And and it's not because I admire the uh, the person that she was representing. And it's weird talking about it with you here, Karim, because I know that you can't really say much about yeah, it. Yeah, this but, makes but, me a little bit uncomfortable because, yeah. I, I mean, Danny, again, what are your credentials to assess any of this, right? Like there's people throwing all sorts of words out, the idea of a conflict of interest, like just things that do not apply. And I don't know why I'm under a microscope or should even need to address this level of scrutiny. It's disrespectful. You know, I mean, I'm not, it's not like I'm like single-handedly putting you under the microscope. The well, nature you're just parroting stuff that other people have said, which is fine. You're the one in the hot seat right now, right? So well, I, I find it I feel like I've reached my own conclusions, but I mean, I, I feel like, you know, uh, being an online figure and wanting to like grow your online presence, like it's, you're put you're, in a way you're consenting to being put under a microscope in a way right like you could turn all your accounts on private tomorrow but i mean but we're you know we're all here trying to like drive a little bit of engagement are we not and it's like and uh you know you it's we're, we're under a microscope but it's in a way like it's, you? you're driven by engagement very, do i understand that right well, you're driven by engagement inflicted. correct I think it's perfectly fine to be driven by engagement. I, but I know like, this on your YouTube. You also have right? to have like a, a moral could, framework could, Danny, that is. It's not like I'm hold, solely hold on, driven hold on, Danny, by engagement. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just gonna go ahead, Kramer. 
yeah, I just, I, you're driven by engagement. That's something that sort of came out of you organically. And I noticed on your YouTube that the video the you made of game. me two days ago, right? Like that's one of your highest viewed videos. So I understand that I drive ratings and that's something that I have curated. And that's partly why people are interested when I include myself in my stories. And it's not necessarily what I set out to do, but I work with the footage that I get. And so if I show up somewhere and people are respectful and chill and do their own thing, I'm able to tell a particular type of story. And if that's not the story that transpires, I'm not going to pack up and go home and cry about it. It's just, I'm going to work with what I got. And that was the case in Peterborough. That's what happened in Hamilton, in Welland, in Brockville. That's what's happened throughout the convoy. There are times where I'm able to be fly on the wall, and that's my preference. And there's other times where I'm singled out and targeted and followed, and it is very much a battlefield. And, and so I work with what I get. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Yeah. Um, as someone really familiar with Karima's work, um, and, and Danny, you know, this is not intended to, to feel like you're being ganged up on. It's just that um, I wanted to have you on because, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I know Karima and I know her intentions. And I'm talking about the way that she documents events because I, I, let's get off the, the lawyer stuff. And, and I don't want to make Karima feel uncomfortable on my show. But, um, you know, the idea that, still to me that if Karima documents an event, there feels like there's an expectation for some reason. Um, and Karima, maybe after I asked Danny this question, you can tell me if it's true. If there's any truth in that, that you self-identified as someone who was um, trying to lead the anti-fascist movement, because that's a surprise. Um, and, and, and then, Danny, why is there an expectation of sort of like that, the, the politics behind a person who's just there to document? Why? And, and is there sort of this idea now that she represents the polar opposite side for some reason? And what's the evidence? I'm still trying to figure out how she does anything that creates harm and specific examples of any type of harm, specific ones. And I still, I would love, before you leave the show, um, and we have about 10 minutes left, I'd love for you to give me an example or two, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't tell why anyone is at a particular event, but I mean, Karima, like, why were you on, at the event on Saturday? You know, like, you can tell us now. Because I, I, I follow these events. I've, I've seen King Nico probably at least 25, maybe 30, maybe 40 rallies over the past two years. This is something that I do, and I do it for continuity and consistency, and I like having a record of it. Okay, so you're there to 
to document King Nico. It's I'm like, there to document like, what's there, what's happening around King Nico. I'm not there to focus exclusively on him. I'll get police, I'll get bystanders, and I'll get counter-protesters if there's counter-protesters. I am there to document what is happening in this public space, which, you know, are, are these battlegrounds, it seems, for people who want to be heard. No one's really listening. I don't even know that what's being said is is it's a very strange time and i find this fascinating and i like capturing it that's why i'm there okay okay yeah and i mean the the rest of the people who are there i think wait i barely even got a chance to respond to the first no but listen but this is is my problem hold on a second this is my problem the last few times i've asked you a question you sidestepped it and asked kareem a question which is great but i would really i really need an answer to this question i was just about to answer before before great well i'll ask it again anyways because people might not know what it was because that was three minutes ago but the I need to I need for you to help me understand why there um, if you're if you're willing to accept the idea that maybe you've miscalculated not just Karima's identity but why there's a certain expectation being that she's there to document and not there to wave a flag for uh, one side or the other is I, I need to figure out the negative and then the example of harm but go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, as Karima, you said you're there to document and you're there to specifically document Nico King or whatever. And there are a bunch of other people there who are there to support um, uh, the, the Peterborough Public Library and Drag Storytime and the Drag Queen. And they're there to support and elevate and make sure that the voice of the queer community here in Peterborough is heard. Right. And so there is. Yeah, there's the. Uh, the fascist, insane protesters, but there's also the local movement who feels the need to protect themselves from those people. And what I see you doing, Karima, especially when you do a specific thread on our boy uh, Colin, uh, who was, you know, there as a defender of of the uh, of the event that was happening, when you specifically dedicate a lot more energy to calling out the people who are there. Um, trying to defend the event, defend themselves from from the fascist movement. Um, it it just that is the harm that's being done is because you're 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 hurting the movement on the ground that is there to oppose fascism and and you're and you're sending your supporters not to, not to be really uh, mean to Nico King and call out fascism, but you're actually sending your supporters to to call out the people who are there locally. And I'm just not sure that you've done the necessary work to be an activist when it means like building trust on the ground with the people in Peterborough, the queer community, the anti-fascist community, all the people who are coming together to, to make sure that this event can be a safe thing that continues to happen in our community, free of these pretty uh, unhinged protesters, you know? And it feels like instead of supporting the, that local movement and making inroads there, you kind of just pour gasoline on the fire and and you blow up both sides, both sides of the street, if, uh, so to speak. I think you haven't done the work to know that it's King Nico and not Nico King. So you're not really in any position to criticize me on my knowledge or lack thereof of the so-called fascists, first of all. 
And second of all, I'm not sure what protecting Colin was doing because the majority of their time there was focused on following me around with a flag, interfering in peaceful conversations that I was having, telling me to go away, that I'm not welcome in the community, which you would defend and say, well, that's permissible because somehow this individual uh, has, has been appointed by who I don't know for this arbitrary concept of, of community, which really, you know, very amorphous and a vessel for power, power that is vested in Colin as determined by not sure who, but I will say that the actual host of the show that was happening indoors, um, we've corresponded, they condemn the way that I was treated outside for just showing up, not pouring gasoline, as you put it, just showing up. And it's, it's, I know, James, you don't have sort of assets lined up, but anyone who's interested can check out my pinned tweet, which is just raw, uncut footage of interactions where I'm clearly being followed, I'm being kettled by flags, by strange people who I don't know, who are strangers to me. The, the person later who called me a Nazi to my face, uh, Danny, you speculated that we'd had previous interactions. We hadn't. That They knew of me, but I don't know of them. So that's sort of the environment that I'm in. And in a situation where the counter-protesters, you know, outnumber, first of all, the protesters who showed up, and then second of all, the, the small subset who appear to be there to harass me are doing just that and, and taking up a disproportionate amount of my time, naturally, my coverage will reflect that. So I, I, again, I don't really, I, I think that your, your concepts of harm are ill-defined, um, of community are ill-defined, and you have no real way of being an arbiter of, of who's allowed to exist in public. That's, uh, I don't believe that that's a, a direction society should head in. Where um, Danny, before, before you respond, Danny, I have the video, so I'm going to play the video. I've never seen it with the circle, uh, so I don't actually know what the circle symbolizes. Uh, we're gonna look that up. Can I ask what does the circle symbolize? <laughs> I don't understand. We don't want to talk. To you. you don't want to talk. Please leave us alone. <laughs> I'll look up the circle uh, at a later time and update you. <laughs> For people who want to be left alone, though, they do seem to be followed. Which is fine. It's a public sidewalk. And I'm just here to make fun of King Nico. I, I just okay. want to pause right there and, and 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 point out a comment that I think is just hilarious. It's just delicious. She used her phone finger to point her cameraman to people she knew didn't want to talk. I just the egregiousness of that. Karina. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'll go. I'll, I don't even know what that means. What the complaint is, but. <laughs> 
I'm all decked out and ready to go. Are you coming to the game tonight? No, I'm sort of a poser. But uh, I support that. I have to go to Niagara Falls. Oh, that's so <laughs> So I'm Sport of Rainbow. And okay. so tonight's the Pride game oh, for right the on. Peterborough Peaks. So. Okay. Well, I was looking them up. Um, and uh, like I said, I can hold them here. Yeah. But uh, bandwagon. Good for you. That's good. At least I picked the right bandwagon. Yeah, that's great. You did pick the right All right. Do we have to watch the whole video? Yes. Because this is happening in real time. These people followed me to the opposite side of the street to interfere. With the conversation. We're going to watch the if we can. Sorry, you say again, Karina? Very disconcerting because I don't know those people. Oh, I see. What is this childish behavior? Does I, I, adults ever been can't to like know a that G20 they want to talk to me or not? If you've ever been to like a G20 protest or something, um, cops have this uh, uh, tactic called kettling. And, and and you were kettled by flags. Yeah, I get my face on camera. Yeah, right? at moments after this, when I move away once again. Why is there a camera in my face? So just to be clear, like at the beginning of the video, you were way down the street, like 30 feet. And they were like, I don't yeah. want to be on camera or whatever. And you were looking at the circle thing and you're like, OK, so you walk away from them and then they pursue yeah. you. That, that's all we're seeing. You're yeah. obviously not being aggressive. This is why I found your video to be so peculiar to me, Danny, because it was like we were watching a totally different thing. I, I'm watching something. And by the way, I don't have a dog in the fight, which is probably the reason why I see it the way it's supposed to be received, to be perfectly frank. Because, uh, I, again, that, that lingering question that I don't really care if you answer anymore, um, because you haven't yet, about uh, the actual example of harm and the idea that um, she has to be representing some sort of political value that you've assigned is, is patently weird. And the only way I could see Karima's actions as being some sort of negative um, in this context would be if I had some very, um, you know, ideological expectation of the entire event and the people that attended it. That would be the only way I could perceive this as being aggressive. So I'm going to let the rest of the video play out, Danny, and you can say what you want to do. Let's get off the road. These are strange people who I've never met before, once again, just to be clear. These are strangers. Okay, so this is the tactic, I guess, of being surrounded and encroached by flags. This is forcibly I noticed the way but I'm not looking to move anywhere right now. So I'm just gonna Like this is like if, if these were proud boys. And Karima was, um, you know, well, Karima was Karima. Of, uh, <laughs> Everyone would be like, 
and rightfully so, like, like, holy crap, this is harassment. But because they represent a value that you like, they can do the exact same thing, and people are just like, well, they're just protecting their right to protest something. And it's just, I don't really understand why any of this is just or interpreted as aggressive or offensive in any way. And any, if you can, so everyone just watched that. I think we all just watched the same thing. What was your issue with any of her actions in there? What did she do specifically that, that made her deserve what happened? All right. So people, they don't, they don't have to talk to you if they don't want to talk to you. Right. And you, what my main issue that I brought up before was that you, when you're doing this type of work, when you're an activist and you don't have the trust of the community that you are supposedly advocating for, right? Um, and the real reason, the real reason that everyone was there that day was to support trans rights, to fight, to counteract uh, the rise of white supremacy and fascism and the far right in so much as it pertains to trans rights and to, for that queer space like to be safe and to exist. And what I guess, you know, these people, they clearly have you know, a bias against you, whether it's legitimate or not, I really can't say. And I mean, I, James, I don't think you're unbiased in viewing this video as well, right? Because like, well, that's coming only from because I love Prima, but also but, I think I'm, I'm qualified to be able to identify something as not being something without having. Well, to I mean, I think I'm qualified too. I think everyone thinks they're qualified to look at a video and and take what they want from it, right? But then, so what I'm saying is though that these activists on the ground, there are people who feel as though they're part of this community and they feel as though you are a threat, and uh, you know, and sure, that's how they feel. You know, I can't control how they feel, but you, maybe you can, Karima, because you're, you are. Right, the, but you're condoning, you're condoning that behavior then with your words. Nobody, we just nobody saw, was we just saw me having video. a very pleasant conversation with someone okay. who I spoke to about the pride night hockey game, right? That's why I, I had a Jersey on. We yeah. had a conversation, right. which was interesting. had a conversation about you being a poser. Yeah. Wait, a bandwagon fan, which was adequate yeah, for that person. I don't know why you would have an issue. I'm allowed I'm trying to, be to do a this thing where we're we're, we're 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 about to wrap up. Like you don't have to call her a poser. Like we're not we're not here to call people. Oh, I thought that's what the lady. I thought that yeah, she called herself a poser. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. no, it's well, all fine. Sure. Well, um, that I was all like the, there. That Go ahead, Karima. But it was a normal conversation, and I'm not sure that you really are appreciating or putting yourself in someone's shoes, and, and that's maybe not easy to do on a live stream. But think about it later, how it would be to be in public. You're having a pleasant exchange with someone, and out of nowhere, a couple of strangers intervene and lie about you in front of your face. And instead of standing there and arguing and trying to turn that into a conflict, I once again move away from these people and they follow me to kettle me. That's scary behavior. That's not acceptable in any way, shape or form. And it's disingenuous to pretend otherwise. Okay. But I mean, you put yourself in these situation. Your cameraman is there. Wait, 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 wait. Your cameraman is there blocking you, you, know, you in like, as well. And, Danny, and documenting kind of like this. An and then after, Danny, after the Danny, end of Danny, the event, Danny, stop you make an entire that. tweet thread. You're about kind of like an of avalanche talker, Danny, in that uh, like, you, you need to stop at that first part of your sentence and not, and not put a bunch of boulders on top of it. Let's, let's try Sandbags, to do that so that we can actually have a conversation. You put yourself in what situ what situation did she put herself in? 
Well, you, I mean, this is like what, this is what you do. You go to these events and you're there to create content. And sometimes, and the, and the, that was the content that you created that day. And that's, and then you, you turn it around, you make yourself the victim on social media and then your followers love that. And they get riled up by that. And, and it's, you, you just saw the video, right? You just watched the video that we watched. For you to be Correct. Them in certain Danny, situations, you just watched the video that we this, watched, right? We you all just watched watch the same video. That is correct. Right. Okay. And then, so, you know, and so then if you, you could pick someone, if you could pick someone in that video that was being even slightly victimized by anybody, who would it be? It's it's a video. It doesn't exist in the vacuum of of time. There's there was time before the so video, strange. and it's like there was time after the video. And uh, well, you know, um. I am maybe starting a cult in the future in this wonderful video game yeah. we're playing. It's hard to have a good faith um, conversation when we can't agree on objective reality. Because if yeah. you could tell me to my face, but, yeah, but, you know what? That was kind of messed up because you moved away from them twice, but you're not able to do that. And that's, I don't know why, but that's not really well, my problem. People have, okay, it's not your problem. Well, it is your problem, is it not? If you're, yeah, because I have a um, bunch of people piling on, it's a problem, but like, I don't care about any well, of you. Do you want, do you want to build trust? Like, do you want to like decompress with all of this? Like, with who? With, with who? the, who, with who the is people the who are blocking in this you, I think. Well, there is no authority. It's it's activism. Mm -hmm. The goal is to not have an authority. The goal is to have a decentralized for uh you know anti-fascist uh force that is going to be able to like stop these things from happening you know it's not a centralized thing but there are a lot of people in the community that you are not necessarily i don't know a part of but you definitely engage with them right who are who thinks that you have dubious motives so i'm here i i i genuinely believe that i'm here engaging in good faith and you know it's a, it's kind of like a two versus one even right now, and I feel like I'm getting a little bit of it's like sandbagged to be honest. And you're just and taking it's, John Thibault's comments from the comment section. Come on, man, no one's sandbagging you. You're just wrong. Uh, well, Danny, I've been I've been trying to get okay. Like, well, it's a two versus one. Danny's you know, I can't fair, help but feel. You're just Danny, wrong. I've been trying to get. But then all, I guess on. what are you me, doing me, to just, build just trust? Just like, hold on, are Danny, you capable relax. of saying, "Hey, baby, I was wrong," and I shouldn't always engage in this behavior? I need you to understand. I need you to understand something. I just watched the video. This, this is. I'm just going to stay on message. Here's my message. I just watched the same video that you yeah. watched, and the uh, and and you said you put yourself in a situation. Embedded in what you're talking about is a strange narcissism that sort of implies that the people that were there with the flags own that spot. That's theirs. And if you don't go there where they are. It, with the same intent, motivations, and politics as they have, that you're somehow doing something wrong by being there in the first place and walking and talking. And you have not satisfied me by giving me an answer as to why walking and talking makes someone deserve being kettled by people who are supposed to be, according to you, the good guys. Why is this happening to a brown woman in Canada by people who apparently are representing anti-fascists? That is fascist behavior that is like that is what they do that is what police forces do they kettle people what did she do other than not share your politics that was so egregious maybe because i haven't talked about my politics yeah well yeah okay then what like what is what are your politics well then you have matter. if you have to ask that question don't you feel a little bit of remorse for making it seem like she did something wrong 
I mean, well, that is the main criticism I think that you face from a lot of people who were following you from the beginning of your social media presence. And, you know, you were, you appear to be on the front lines covering these white supremacist people, Peter Burgers. And, and now in that, in one of the, one of the videos that I saw, you're comparing uh, the people who were there uh, defending trans rights. You're comparing those people to the people who were Peter Burgers. So it's I just, I, you did. You said about? that they were singing the na 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 goodbye, and you said that's the Peter Burgers theme song. Yes, because you, when which, Peter Burgers shut down, I stood outside their restaurant and played that song. So I've made that their theme song. So that's not comparing them to Peter Burgers. That's a callback okay. to my other content. Is that okay? My bad. I, Is did, that okay I didn't for know me to that. Do as a content creator. Yeah, of course that's okay for you to do. Okay. I thought there was a comparison there, but I mean, James also just You're made mistaken. a comparison. Okay. Yeah, it's okay to be mistaken and and publicly admit that you were mistaken. It is true. And I mean, part of the harm being done, though, is after the event, you know, you're, we're talking about this video that we all just watched like, as if it was like a, a moment in time and not, there was no time before it and no time after it. But we, we don't see what happened uh, leading up to the event. And this is also just like a long thing leading in the making. The like, Karima, you go to these things all the time. And after the event's over, you uh, get all your social media followers to a dog pile onto one of the one of the activists there i don't think that that's accurate i think i named someone who okay. was running around naming me in real time and prior to this event and has been sort of on my case for for quite some time and i ignore it because i i don't really get into the fray with individuals uh unless it's persistent and then it persisted to real life harm which is an actual harm to me, not a hypothetical harm born out of paranoia of my activities, which may be nefarious, but we're not really sure. And, and just for the record, there is discourse about, you know, planning to surveil me at protests and here's how we're gonna handle it and make sure there's a camera on her at all times. So I, feel confident in saying that if there was any evidence to the contrary of, of what I put out there, it would be displayed and broadcast. And instead, what we get is video footage that is described as something other than what it actually shows. And that's the proof and evidence against me. So I don't find it to be a compelling case. And no one can tell me that I go and antagonize. I heard the same stuff from the freedom people. They just don't like that I'm there capturing what they're up to. And in this case, what a small subset of people wanted to be up to was policing the area. Okay, so again, you are comparing the Freedom Convoy to the trans defenders, like as you just did, right? Not to the trans there defenders. There is a way, there, there is a way to, to, to compare behaviors without comparing moral souls right like like if the behavior is the same that it's the same thing with the compare i compared them to a, pol a police force at the g20 rally that i was at in toronto in 2010 it, it because kettling is a thing and whether you use like your billy clubs and plexiglass or flags to trap somebody between you and three and two other units or three other units is kettling so um you know it's just behaviors man like it's not it's not saying that you share the same moral code but but there is a, the, you know the, the the ends doesn't necessarily justify the means for either side and so 
um, when it comes to certain things like blocking traffic or kettling or um, Molotov cocktails or whatever the fuck. There is, should be a semblance of consistency of expectation of morals between one side and the other. And if one side doesn't have have them the other side doesn't have a green light to then do that as well and i find it very strange still that 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 video would cause anyone after watching it like if no one knew the politics of anybody there and just watched the video i don't think anyone in the right mind would be like well that girl was very aggressive the way that she went along her way and tried not to talk to the people that didn't want to be talked to who then stalked her and then kettled her with their flags like no one would ever paint that person as the person in the wrong um danny i have to let you go um but it was um listen we can do this again okay uh, if you want to like i you know i i'm sorry if you felt sandbagged um i think part of the reason is maybe that our audio made it so that uh there's a delay a bit and so i felt like uh we were talking over each other but i apologize for that but we'll try to have you no back, worries okay? I, I, okay. I honestly had a great time and uh, thanks for having me on. I really think that these conversations are important and, you know, I did feel a little bit sandbagged. Maybe next time we could make it like a two V two match or something, make it, you know, make it all professional wrestling. Maybe you could just answer the questions next time, Danny. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did all my best. All right. We're all doing our best. So, all right. Take it easy. It's thanks all again. All right. Thanks, Danny. Um, Hey, Karima. <laughs> that was that was the first I've never done that on Blackwell. I had someone in that that it turned into a little bit of a thing. But um I I mean I and I said this when he was here. It, it is very strange to me that 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 your video was perceived in any way other than someone doing something that was not very positive towards you. And and I know you don't like me like you're not a victim obviously. Like you you're you're tough you're a tough person and and I don't think that you're going to lose sleep necessarily over the flags being put around you. Um, but it must be annoying and, and, and it's weird seeing it in, in real time. And I'm looking at the chats and it's almost like the, the, you can tell the difference between the people that were there uh, in talking about you, um, whether or not it was from a positive or negative perspective. There's a lot of negative in the chats right now about you, um, which is surprising. It's probably traffic brought over by Danny. But is it as surreal to you as it is to me um, that, that we can watch objective reality be deciphered in a totally different way? We're in weird times, man. That's just what it is. <laughs> it's weird times. But I am nonetheless committed to being objective and staying accurate so others can choose to not value those ideals. And that's their prerogative. But I think the only way out of this mess is to be measured and truthful. Well, Karima, um, I am uh, I am not neutral when it comes to you. I, I support your work. Um, I, I don't always agree with you politically, but I think that uh, your principles I strongly agree with, and so and your ethics and um, and your brain and the fact that I'm going to eventually get you a cape that you'll probably just hang on the wall and never wear because, as that person said in the incredible, listen, I wear no costumes. <laughs> I didn't know you called yourself a poser. I hear I am like, what the fuck did you say, Danny? What'd you fucking say about my girl? <laughs> hey, I, I, listen, I'll, I'll fess up. When I, I don't care about sports. I think sports are stupid. But if I'm going to pick a hockey team, I'm now Team Pete's. And I will be consistent about that. So yes. go Sports out. are stupid, says the avid professional wrestling fan. <laughs> I, you know I love you. <laughs> Kareem Asad, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Bye. Well, that was fun, everybody. Um... Thanks for all the people in the comments who are calling me names. I appreciate that. It's, it's, I, I like. I actually like seeing that. It's so tiring seeing everybody sing my praises all the time.
call me Madflower and think I don't like that nickname. When I really secretly, well, no, I, I don't, I don't really know. It's, it's growing on me a little bit. Um, but yeah, objective reality. Uh, Kareem has said it best. Listen, um, I don't really have much to add to that because I thought that, um, I, 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 other than the talking over each other, um, to be honest, that was like me. You know how like you walk down the street. Remember the Verb video for Bittersweet Symphony, and he was just alpha mailing everybody as he was walking down the street singing. It's a bittersweet. Take that, Dad. I'm going to show the you too, lady. Um, sometimes when you're on a podcast and you, and you want to, and you're the host especially, and you want to interject, and that other person doesn't back down, you, your instinct, once you get past like two seconds of talking, is to not back down, to put that guy right in his place. And uh, to Danny's credit, but not to the content, uh, not to the benefit of the content, fucker didn't back down. So um, I talked over him for seconds at a time because I also am not a back downer guy so uh big shout outs to the people in the comments who are my critics um i love you too uh it, it, it's all good hopefully you'll come back and watch uh, if you like the guests that i'm having if not for me so that's fine tomorrow's casual friday we have nate from the breakdown the alberta show um little known story uh even though i knew david wallace like four years ago uh it was actually nate's show that uh that david wallace was on that uh sort of prompted me to book him for the first time last year on the dean blundell show that sort of led to everything including the long delayed but nonetheless still up and i will be co-hosting um featuring a lot of amazing stuff and uh it's gonna happen just taking a little bit longer than we thought but that's actually a good thing um i was supposed to start blackballed about eight months before i actually started it and dean was like when are you starting your podcast I'm not ready yet. Um, and then I got Noam Chomsky. And then I have an announcement, everybody. Um, Noam Chomsky is coming back to the podcast. And he is going to be here on April 22nd, which is Earth Day. Uh, and we are going to have a two-hour discussion about exclusively about the environment. Uh, I'm really excited about that show. That was confirmed a couple of days ago. Um, I, I, I'm going to do some pretty big things surrounding that show and in the lead up to that show I don't really know what they are yet because uh, the booking is so new but clearly uh, when you're interviewing Noam Chomsky on Earth Day and he only want to talk, uh, he only wants to speak about the environment which he knows by the way a ton about uh, his last book was a co-write I don't have it in front of me so I don't remember the name of it um, but it was part of our interview last time um, where it, you know He's 93, I think almost 94, something like that. And he, you know, it's the only thing he wants to talk about. He told me uh, recently when we were talking, um, I'm sorry, it feels weird to say I was talking to Noam Chomsky still, but um, we're not, we're not pals. I think we have a professional acquaintanceship or whatever. By this point, this will be my third interview with him, but he's, he doesn't, he didn't want to talk politics. He, he's tired of it. And he said that, um, he said that the environment is is the only issue that he's really thinking about um, because he knows that his time left is limited. I thought it was a really revealing thing for him to say. So when he said that, I, I was as I was talking to him, I, was, I googled when is Earth Day, and it said April twenty second. So I just randomly said, "How about we do Earth Day April twenty second, and we only talk about the environment?" And he's like, "Okay, done." So that's happening on April twenty second. So. Um, you know, we're going to, I'm really excited about this one. It'll be the, it will certainly be the last time that I interview him. Um, well, maybe not. I don't know. It depends how it goes. 
Um, he's just he's so up there. I, I joked the last time that I had him on during the intro that he, or maybe it was the first time, that he has uh, probably written more books than I've read. <laughs> uh, and I meant that. I'm not much of a reader as far as books go. Um, anyways, so... Yeah, so that'll be fun. Tomorrow's Casual Friday again with Nate and with uh, Ryan Lindley. Um, I'm going to see if Brent uh, can join us from the Middle East. That'll be fun. And I've invited a couple other people. There'll be some surprises. And uh, Ryan will uh, will put me in my place regarding how we handle um, sort of uh, the, the, the guests that we have, the, 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 the sort of unscheduled guests that we have. Um, you know, I don't know in a box of my own show. I put myself in that box. Sometimes I need a box. We'll see you next time on Black Ball. Black Ball. Black, black, black ball. Black, 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 black ball. Black, 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 black ball. your favorite girl that's right it's the ali mars the one and the only everyone else just ain't me i am the host of welcome to mars a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table i have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle we still talk sex but i'm more interested in the journey where people have come from how they made it and where they're going Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Kids, I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean, Dean Blundell, Blundell Network. Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because, because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. do.